Welcome back, uh, everyone, to the Back of the Net podcast. Uh, I'm back, your host, John Fives, with my co-host here, Mr. Bank99, to bring you week one of the Premier League. We're excited to have uh, all the listeners back. Um, We have a really loaded episode here uh, today, so uh, let's just jump right into it. How are you doing today, Mr. Bank? I'm doing great. You know, we're just really excited to get this Premier League season underway, and... uh... Saturday morning is about to be electric. I can't wait to lock some picks in and watch some football, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's going to be fun. We got Premier League starting this week. Um, we're getting Premier League for, gosh, the next couple months here. We got NFL starting. It couldn't be a, a greater time right now to be a sports fan, and I, I just can't wait to sit down all weekend and soak it all in. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so today, um, for all you listeners, we're going to – First of all, we're going to you know, kind of break down each game like we kind of said we would in our uh, season opener podcast. And then we're also going to bring in a, a special guest today, Mr. Toph on Twitter, uh, one of our close friends who's going to talk a little bit about Fantasy Premier League. So we'll kind of start it off with that, and then we'll go into the uh, game by game and then wrap it all up, um, get, get you guys our best bets and our consensus plays for match day one of the Premier League season. Um, so we'll get things started off with uh, Mr. Toph. Uh, it's great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for the introduction, Ja. Uh, for the for the guys who don't know me, I'm Mr. Toph. That's uh, six Fs on the handle. Um, otherwise known as the commissioner for a fantasy Premier League uh, this season. Mm-hmm. So I thought we would uh, kind of talk with Jake and thought we'd introduce the uh, the fantasy league that. I know uh, Mr. Bank, John Five, and a bunch of other of our uh, Twitter friends will be playing in this year. Um, and I thought I'd just kind of introduce for you guys who don't know how to play fantasy Premier League football, um, draft a team at the start of the year, and then you're kind of stuck with this team. And then throughout the season, uh, you can make uh, different transfers. You can play different um, chips or what they're called to kind of change your team up, double points. Um, and then we kind of just compile points by the players we have on our teams, and whoever ends up with the most points, just like the Premier League, will uh, win the league. Um, so I thought one cool thing, I know, Ja, you've already drafted your team. I don't know about you, Mr. Bank. But I think it would be cool to just kind of talk through one of the players you're most excited about to have on your team this year, and then maybe a sleeper player, someone under $5 million um, that you're really excited about this season. So why don't you start it off, Ja, with a uh, player you're most excited for this year. Sure. Uh, yes, I'm new to Fantasy Premier League this year. Um, have had a lot of fun drafting my team. I might say a little bit too much fun. I've been on this app constantly, um, replacing players, selecting new guys, changing my captains around. Um, but as for guys I'm really, really excited about this year, um, I think for me um, – the whole point of this is just finding guys with good value is what I'm trying to understand um, the most. And I got to say, I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to uh, Sone. I got him in my midfield this year. 
Um, I think at $9 million, um, this guy's going to be shooting up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, he's got a big game week one versus Everton. I honestly expect him to come out and probably bag a goal or two. Uh, I know it's crazy to say, maybe even two, but um, it's for me at the end of the last year Premier League season, watching Stone seemed to be the only bright spot for Spurs. Um, Harry Kane just seemed to disappear after the restart. And uh, Stone was just really, really classy off and on the pitch. Um, the guy's very fast. Um, he's just very, very important in uh, Spurs offense. So I got to say, I'm really, really excited about Stone. And uh, Danny Ings as my striker as well. Um, you see the guy score 18, 19 goals. Maybe it was 17 last Premier League season. I only see him doing that again. I think uh, he's a great option at striker. And then as for sleepers this year, I got to say, I mean, I harped on it from our first podcast. Jack Harrison, the winger from Leeds, uh, he's about 5.5 million pounds. Uh, he's a midfielder. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year. Um, just watching his tape and everything from last year uh, in the championship, he seems like he's good. his game's going to translate really well to the Premier League. Uh, he's on loan from City, so, you know, the big clubs already got an eye on this guy. They got him tied down, but he's really flourishing right now at Leeds, and I can't wait to see how he does week one versus Liverpool. Yeah, Mr. Bank, think, uh, how about yourself? I think uh, after looking at my squad, I've been building it, going through it a couple times. Um, got a couple bias picks in there, I'll be honest, with uh, starting Pope and Nett and uh, Jay Rodriguez in the rotation up top. Not sure how often he'll actually see the lineup, but um, my uh, big time, like expensive play that I, I went with was uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And uh, thing is, I think a lot of people are going to have Trent Alexander Arnold in their lineups. And obviously you can't fault them for that. But when I'm building a fantasy lineup, I like to try to fade what the consensus plays are going to be. Obviously De Bruyne going to be in a lot of lineups, but I think, as your most expensive player, not having Trent is going to be a, a good starting point. And assuming Trent doesn't have the absolute best season, I think uh, having a couple extra, couple extra million to spend is going to help me a lot, a lot with the rest of my squad. So I uh, started with De Bruyne in the middle to anchor my squad, and then a couple of the cheap options I went with. Um, I, I really thought that. I like tyranny in the back from Arsenal, and I know Ja is going to appreciate that. Yes. I think that he really showed some signs at the end of last season, ability to get up the pitch, and as a defender, I think if he's going to be able to make things happen in the attacking third, potentially, I think that's going to be great for my lineup, scoring some extra points. He is $5.5 million, so doesn't quite fit the $5 million criteria that you had uh, set out, Mr. Toph, but he's going to be my uh, cheap option that I'm that I'm liking a lot and you know overall just uh anchoring my lineup with I also have Danny Ings up front I think that he's just the guy that's going to bag a lot of goals for Southampton I mean we've all seen it before he's going to get a lot of penalty kicks that type of thing I like Traore as well on the wing he just creates so many opportunities for that Wolves squad and although they aren't the highest scoring team I think he's their their main playmaker so when you have a guy who uh, a lot of the offenses run through, I think that's definitely an advantage. So that's where I'm starting my lineups from. 
quite the interesting take you got there with uh, Alexander Arnold. As uh, I do have him in my back, um, my back four, but uh, I, I like it. And uh, if we're going anything off of what we said in podcast one, um, we talked a lot about how we're we're gonna want to fade Liverpool early. Um, and if that happens to be right, you you might you might be looking like a genius, Mister Bank. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I'm not saying that he's gonna have a bad well. season. Yeah, no, and Trent's a great player, and I don't, I don't wish a bad season upon him. But um, yeah, I mean that's an interesting take, and I also have Tierney back there as well. I think he's a really good cheap option. Uh, he's gonna see, like you said, uh, he's gonna see maybe if you know we got Saliba back there this year. I think Tierney's gonna see a lot more um, of uh, time further up in the pitch. You know, he's not gonna have to play. Um, kind of that center back role where he was slotted in a lot last year. He's going to be able to play the wing back role, which is where he excels, and he's going to be able to get up the pitch, create opportunities. Um, so yeah, I really like that pick as well. Yeah, you know, um, just thought that he was going to fit well in my lineup, and uh, when I'm playing fantasy of any kind, I like to go for lower, lower uh, expense options, like the cheaper options, but not the super cheap options. And then I also like to go with the kind of middle to higher. So I, I kind of try to stay away from the absolute extremes just because I think the absolute extremes, especially on the expensive side, is pretty often in quite a few lineups. And just try to avoid that when you're playing fantasy with a decent-sized pool. But, uh, Mr. Telf, how's your squad looking? Do you have multiple squads or are you in love with one? I currently have the one I failed to mention in my introduction, and this isn't a popular take with the podcast so far. I'm a Liverpool supporter, um, and with that, there was no way I was not putting Trent Alexander-Arnold in my lineup, but it's fair. I understand why you'd want to save some money and you can get cheaper options, and I think that's one thing, um, just with fantasy Premier League in general, I know... This is just our first time playing, but I've, I've kind of picked up on it that finding just saving 0.5 to 1 million in each position can really help you in the long run when you're filling in the rest of your squad. Um, so that's kind of why I threw out that 5 million uh, question just for some value players to see you have on your team. Um, mm-hmm. Player I'm super excited for this year, um, Mo Salah in the Premier League. I know everyone's saying he's at you know, he's not looking as good as he always has, but he's had three consistent, solid performing years uh, in the Premier League since he's joined Liverpool. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. And he's the selfish player you want on your team. You know, if he's going to get the ball in the box, he's taking that shot. I don't see him passing it off very often, um, which, as a Liverpool fan, that can get somewhat frustrating, but for your fantasy team, you always like someone who will put a couple more shots uh towards the net as uh, <clears throat> as you would like to score a couple more goals. And then for my value player, I uh, really wanted a Wolves defender. So I picked up Connor Cody. Um, we'll see how much he plays and how many points he's able to score. Um, but I just think having a Wolves defender on your team is a pretty good option, especially with how well they play um, defensively. Um, and he was a cheaper option at the center back defending position. So that's kind of my two takes. But most importantly, I kind of looked at it as trying to save money. I saved a little money on goalkeepers by buying two 4.5 million uh, pound goalkeepers instead of uh, Mr. Bank going for uh, 
Pope, but you know <laughs> what? Everyone has their own uh, philosophies, and I can't wait to see how they play out this year. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, going to be fun. Um, I'm going to have to uh, counter your solid take there and uh, <laughs> wish you the best of luck with that one, but I don't I don't think that's going to pan out for you in the long run, and maybe uh, me and Mr. Tof are going to have to look back at this at the end of the Premier League season and see who was uh, right about Mo Salah. Hey, and you know one thing I can do if I don't like how Salah's playing, buying someone who's at the upper spectrum of the pricing, I can sell and get a player, uh, you know, that can provide dividends for me and then resell and rebuy Salah. So that's one cool thing you do get to make. You don't get unlimited transfers throughout the season, but you do get to make some transfers if players aren't really panning out how you expected them to at the start of the season. I'm really curious to see how many of these original uh, 15 players I have my squad will be on my squad at the end of the year. Yeah, I was going to do the same thing. I was going to take a screenshot right before uh, kind of Saturday starts, kicks off here. And I just wanted to see, like, over or under, if I got less than, like, three of these guys on my team at the end of the year. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm such a emotional, sometimes picker with these fantasy stuff so i tend to drop and add guys very very easily so we'll see though <laughs> all righty uh mr stuff do you have anything else you'd like to add about uh kind of really uh fantasy premier league not really i'm just hope all the listeners get a chance to play we'll share our league uh share our league details on the twitter page and uh invite you all to join have a good time and may the best manager win awesome Absolutely. All right, guys, uh, we're going to uh, move on uh, to breaking down each game. Uh, we're going to give you guys our plays if we have any, kind of talk about the game, uh, and just kind of hit each game uh, fairly quickly um, so we don't waste your time. We know you guys are busy, so are we. So uh, we'll keep it short, and uh, we're going to try to provide you with uh, kind of our best picks and our best analysis to make you guys maybe a little bit of money. Um, so let's get it started. Uh, game one of the year. Uh, we got my boys Arsenal traveling to Fulham. Um, I'm just going to use some consensus odds here. I'm not really sure if you guys have locals or not, but um, I'm just going to use the, the app Sports Action with the consensus odds that pulls from a lot of different books to try to kind of give the most fair odds when we're talking about this stuff. We also use Bovada sometimes uh, as well. Uh, right now, Arsenal sitting about minus 177 on the money line. Total is sitting at three goals. Um, for me, this game, um, as an Arsenal fan, as much as I want to take Arsenal minus one here, um, it's got to be a pass for me. Um, I just, I think it's a bit too pricey at minus 170 for the first game of the year. We don't, I don't know what Fulham's going to offer. I know they can score goals. Um... I think there's going to be goals in this game. And if you're willing to wait, lay some juice at over two and a half. I don't mind the play. Um, but I think this is a 2-1 game. Arsenal are going to be able to nick something uh, towards the end. So my lean is Arsenal minus one. I don't expect Arsenal to go into Fulham and keep a clean sheet. So that's not that's kind of not uh, why I'm not really playing the minus one. Because I don't see Arsenal getting a 2-0 uh, win here. I don't know necessarily if I see them scoring three here. Um, so I'm going to stay away from this game, but, of course, um, I'm going to be cheering for my gunners. Yeah, um, I, I think we talked a little bit about it in the season preview episode. 
I'm really happy, not even as an Arsenal supporter, but just uh, seeing how they put their squad together this offseason. And, I mean, in the shortened window, I think they really made some good moves, and I think they're going to have a really impactful season this year in the Premier League. But I think in this first matchup against Fulham, week one, there's not too much, uh, you know, not too much information out there about how these teams are going to be playing with all their new parts. I think the line move in Arsenal's favor is the correct one, but I, like you said, I don't think I can lay the minus 180-ish we're seeing in the market or the minus one. If we were if we were looking at like a minus three quarters type of line, I think I would probably fire on Arsenal, but minus one just seems a little steep in my opinion, and I'm also not looking to take Fulham here. But if I had to take a play on the game, it would probably be the over two and a half lay in some juice, as you said, because I think I think Arsenal has proven that they're going to be able to put up some goals. I think Aubameyang will start off his season with at least a goal. And hopefully maybe we'll see Saka get in there, make an impact on this game. But I do think Arsenal's a little expensive in this spot. But obviously it'll be a great match. And I'm rooting for Ja to get, for his squad to get his season started off in the right way. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm looking for three points here. I would love three points. Um, but just from a betting perspective, guys, I don't know if there's any value here. Um, I think the bookmakers got this one pretty right. Um, and as much as I you know, would hope, that Arsenal will be able to keep a clean sheet uh, week one of the season. I don't see it happening yet. Um, I think it might take a couple weeks for, I know we're bringing in a lot of defenders, new defenders, um, like Gabrielle and Saliba. So it'll be interesting to see who takes the pitch on Saturday, um, if one of these guys are going to get a shot immediately, um, or are we going to see um, David Luiz in there uh, starting Saturday, which is kind of what I expect, but um, I'm not sure what Arteta's been kind of working up on the training ground and stuff like that. Um, so I'm hopeful. But uh, let's move on to our next game. we got Southampton and Crystal Palace. Uh, would either of you guys want to take this away? Yeah, Mr. Telfon, you go for it. Your classic uh, bottom half of the table Premier League matchup here. Um, value on both sides, uh, plus money on the money line. Uh, uh, it's kind of one of those games that unless you personally, I don't have a play for this game. Uh, I just personally don't know enough about the two teams. And it's one of those games that if I'm going to bet them, I like to have a little better idea of the form that each team is in going into the match. Um, but so for me, no plays on this game, but, uh, Ja and Mr. Bank, do you guys have anything? Yeah. I actually do have a play on this game. Um, I'm going to be taking Southampton minus a quarter at uh, anything better than even money. I think this Crystal Palace squad, as we talked about a little bit in the season preview, I'm down on them this year, and I think that they honestly have a shot to get relegated. So I think right out the gate, Southampton is going to show that they're a better side. I expect this to be... More of more played towards the lower scoring side of things, maybe even a one nil Southampton win. But I really I like laying minus a quarter, minus one and a quarter, that type of thing, when you can get half your bet back in the chance that these two teams do end up drawing. But I do think Southampton here minus a quarter, anything over even money provides a little bit of value, and I think they're going to start off their season right with a with a uh, adding three points to the table. Yeah, Mr. I, Bank, do you see any value on the money line there? Or? 
is that kind of a play you're going to shy away from? Yeah, seeing like about plus 140 is what I'm seeing throughout the market. I don't think that's a bad play at all. And I mean, obviously, if I'm taking a minus a quarter, I think they're going to win the game. So if you're trying to get a little better odds at plus 140, I would recommend it as well. I just personally, I enjoy taking those minus the quarters, like I said, that just give you a chance to chop, get half your bet back in the case that maybe Southampton's up 1-0 at the end, Crystal Palace Knicks one. No one ever likes to see that. Yeah, I think you're going to find out a lot throughout this podcast uh, to all you listeners is Mr. Bank and I are really big fans of the uh, minus a quarter. Um, it's one of our favorite bets uh, that we played last year. And I think we're going to start this year off with our first consensus play on Saturday. Uh, I'm taking Southampton minus a quarter as well. Uh, anything even or plus money um, is what I'd recommend. Um, Southampton just have way too many offensive weapons. Um Crystal Palace have been making some moves here in the transfer market uh, recently. We could see the likes of uh, Mishi Beshuai come over on loan, so that would be interesting to see uh, if that thing does get finalized. But I think Southampton has way too many weapons up top with Shea Adams, Danny Yangs. Um, it's just going to pro- provide a lot of problems for that, that Crystal Palace back back four. Um like I, I agree with you, Mr. Bank. I see a 1-0 or a 2-0 Southampton victory. But I'm shining away week one, playing it a little bit safe, taking the minus a quarter, um, about plus money, plus 105, two around even. If you could find that, I would definitely fire because we're going to be firing. Um, so lock that down as our first consensus play of the year. Like I said, we'll be tracking these um, throughout the year um, to kind of, you know, know for ourselves how we're doing and then also we like to make the viewers money so if you're looking to tail any place let's tail our consensus absolutely all right to our next match uh leeds versus liverpool i'll take this away um start on it and then i'll let you guys jump on it i'm all over leeds here um first game of the season i think uh even though it is at anfield and that can pose a little bit of an issue like uh, there are no fans we do know that but this is a championship side coming to Anfield um, for the first time probably in a long time. Um, could be some nerves here, um, and that could play into effect a little bit maybe uh, with this line. It's sitting at about plus one and a half to for Leeds. Um, I don't see any value in Leeds winning this game. Leeds will not win this game. But I see a lot of value in Leeds keeping this um kind of a tight game at least a one goal game to potentially even a draw um am i am i gonna advise a bet on the draw no because i think this is a 2-1 game i still think liverpool win here um but i think Leeds are gonna surprise uh they have a lot of attacking uh prowess like i said i always hype i'm always hyping up uh jack harrison the winger and with the move of Rodrigo, we could see him maybe get into the mix a little, uh, a little bit on match day one. And I also love the other winger, Helder Costa. Uh, they just have a lot of weapons offensively, and I think Liverpool were in a little bit of slump towards the end of last season. We saw them uh, in their preseason camp uh, drop a couple goals to Leipzig. Um, I'm not sure. I think Liverpool will give up a goal, but Leeds aren't able to uh, you know, obviously win this game. 2-1 affair, 3-2 affair. Uh, I think it's going to be high scoring, um, but I think Leeds keep it within uh, one goal. Yeah, um, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to agree with you, and we're going to have 
two consensus plays right off the bat. I Right when I looked at this line, and I've been pretty excited about watching this lead squad in the Premier League this season, I thought, wow, plus one and a half. I, I expected it to be more of a plus 1.25, maybe even leaning towards a plus one just because of the excitement about surrounding leads coming into the season and, you know, lack of fans in the stands at Anfield. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be taking leads here plus one and a half along with you. And I think this game at 11:30 central in uh, America is going to be a uh, watched by quite a few people. And I think it's going to show the country and hopefully the world that Leeds is ready to play in the premier league. And they're going to, you know, really make an impact this season. And I don't think they have, there's really much chance that Leeds goes down after this season. I think they're going to really make a statement. What do you think, Mr. Stoke? We're fading your boys here. I, I understand the Leeds hype. Trust me, I get it. I think Leeds are a very solid team. I agree with you guys. They'll have a good chance of definitely staying above the relegation zone. Um, for me, I, I'm kind of I'm liking the 2-1 um, kind of ending score here. One of those games where Liverpool comes out, maybe gets a goal lead, um, maybe a 2-0 lead, and then just kind of lacklusterly uh, concedes a goal. Leeds is a good enough squad to keep this close. This is a match where you see you're expecting the first 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 week of the season of just rowdy Anfield celebrating uh, Premier League champions first time in 30 years and you know they're not going to have that so Leeds is going to have a really good opportunity to go into Anfield and try and keep this game as close as possible. And in all fairness, Liverpool hasn't looked the best in uh, preseason. Um, not like that's a very good indicator of how well a team will do at the start of the Premier League. But I kind of agree with you guys on the leads plus one and a half. I'm not going to take it. Um, but I understand your reasoning behind that play. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like else what you mentioned there. Um, I totally could see Liverpool going up 2-0. But as as a better, with still with leads plus one and a half, I, I don't know if I'd actually be that concerned because Liverpool do tend to get a little bit lackluster sometimes uh, versus these smaller side teams when they get up and they get a little bit comfortable, um, and that's when I think Leeds can nick one and cover this goal uh, this goal spread of one and a half. All righty, uh, let's keep things moving here. Um, last game, um, actually, when is the, was Liverpool-Leeds the last game of the day on Saturday, or Newcastle? Uh, West Ham-Newcastle West Ham. is going to be the okay. last game of the day. Um, I'll let you take that game away, Mr. Bank. Um that, this is a big pass for me. Uh, with all the transfer news with Newcastle, um, I just want to watch how they kind of gel before uh, gel the first week of the season before I take any plays on them. But uh, I didn't mention, or I did happen to see that you have a play, so I'll let you take. This yeah, one for one. sure. Um, I think this is going to be an intriguing matchup, and like we we're saying, uh, Newcastle did has made a couple moves here at the end of the transfer window. And I think that the the way this game is going to play out is kind of similar to the way a lot of West Ham games played out at the end of last season. I think um, West Ham is going to come out of the gates here and maybe nick a goal early and get this uh, Premier League get their Premier Premier League season off right. Excuse me. And I'm actually taking the over two and a half here because I truly don't trust West Ham's defense to hold on to the early lead that I think they're going to get. So. I think you could get at this by maybe West Ham first goal scorer or first team to score 
But really, at the end of the day, a lot of those lines in the market are very heavily juiced, and that's usually not the best way to get your value down on a game. So I think that if West Ham does score early here, that this is going to turn into a early and often type scoring game for both sides because I think the game is really just going to open up. Match day one, Newcastle goes down. I don't think they want to just end up with that down 1-0 result. So I, I like the over 2.5 here at anything better than plus 100. So that's going to be my third play of the first day. So I'm really getting off to a, a start firing Odd here on start, all these yeah. games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Callum Wilson sees the field as he's uh, one of the newest transfers for Newcastle uh, coming over from that relegated Bournemouth side. I am with you there as well, Mr. Bank. I know I'm not the consensus play uh, expert, but that will be one of my plays uh, on the first day. I do like the over in this game. Um, And I'm leaning towards West Ham, um, but I like the over. I could see it getting out of hand with a lot of goals being scored. Look at the team's last two matchups in last year's season. Four and five goals scored in both of those games. and I do like early goal to kind of open the game up and allow for a lot of attacking opportunities. That's what I love to hear. Yeah, Let's hit well, it. I, that's a, quite an interesting play, and uh, you guys kind of convinced me a little bit. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit D-Jenny. Uh, might throw <laughs> down another little bet there on that. I don't hate that bet from you guys because um, I do love watching. I did love watching Antonio towards the end of last year just go on a tear for West absolutely. Ham. So I would absolutely love it to see that start happening again. Um, all right, let's move it over to Sunday. Uh, first game of the day, we got Leicester heading to West Brom. Um, and this game in the betting market has trap game written all over it, I think. Um, but I'm going to be the first one to say I'm falling right into this trap. Um, you got Leicester and the Foxes about on the three-way money line at even money. Um, and you got West Brom at about three... Uh, three to one on the money line, uh, over or under at two and a half. Um, just looking at this game, um, boy, Leicester finished the season god awful last year. Um, it was just, it, it really hurt to watch them just, especially that game versus Bournemouth last year where they were up one zero, and then don't they even get losing, me started. They end up losing the game four to one in the second half. It was just. It was, it was tough to watch Leicester slip out of Champions League, um, but you would think that Brendan Rodgers turned, things, turned some things around here. Uh, they play a, they go to a newly promoted side uh, at the Hawthorns, um, and this West Brom team is, slop, is sloppy in the back from what I've seen, um, and I just think Jamie Vardy might have a little bit of a field day here, bagging one or two. I don't see Leicester giving up a goal here. Um I think this game is going to be a slow game. It's just going to be, can Leicester crack West Brom? And if Leicester score and get that get that goal, they will hold that 1-2-0 or two nil lead, um, and it'll be fairly, fairly easy. But this part, that's why soccer is such a fun game to watch. Um, will Leicester be able to crack them? Could West Brom, you know, nick some crappy goal or something like that? We'll have to see. Or who knows? West Brom could completely come out and surprise us all. But... Um, this is one of my plays here. I gotta take Wester even money to beat a newly promoted side. Um, my reasoning here is pretty simple. Um, 
I just want I want to be I want West Brom to prove me wrong before I start, you know, taking taking against them. You know, everything that I've watched from them last year in championship plays, they're sloppy in the back. Um, so if they've cleaned it up in training and stuff like that, I will happily lose my bet and then reconsider next week on the podcast for you know what I think think about them. But for now, I gotta take Leicester even money. It's a play for me. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you actually uh, started that off discussing the trap line because when I was first looking at the lines most recently as, after they had moved a little bit and things of that nature, I saw Leicester plus 100, and I thought to myself, wow, that seems like a great price. I might have to jump on it. And then I sat on it for a little while, and I thought, you know what? This does seem like a trap line. I was thinking the exact same thing you were. And I'm not faulting you for taking it because – I do think that this Leicester side just has so many pieces that when you look at them, you think to yourself, well, they could easily dominate this West Brom side. And it's obviously West Brom's first match up from the championship, so it'll be interesting to see how they fare against the faster, comp- better, faster competition. But uh, I think I am going to be passing on this one. I, don't, I think Leicester would definitely be my lean, but a West Brom double chance at only like minus 120 just seems also seems too too fair of a price for me to be uh fading that and taking Leicester while laying some some juice from the middle there. So, I am going to be passing on this one, but Leicester would be my lean. It's going to be a grindy match and I can just tell from it. Uh but I mean if you do a combined starting 11 from these sides, not a lot of West Brom players are making it. Um I don't think well, we definitely probably won't be seeing James Madison's James Madison in the lights of the side as I think he's still injured. But you got Jamie Vardy, you got Inhanacho off the bench, um, Iosi Perez, uh, and Didi. Um, they're going to dominate the midfield, and they're just going to look to find Vardy out on the break, and he's just going to he's going to get some type of a some type of a you know West Brom pressing a little bit, getting forward. Uh, one of these guys in the midfield are going to create something pretty nice, and we'll find Jamie Vardy through. And I think if Jamie Vardy gets one or two chances, that's all he needs to put one away. Um, and that's how I see this game going. I see it, you know, potentially a 0-0 draw at halftime. I think that's very, very plausible. But um, Lester kind of cracking through here in the second half at the feet of good old Jamie Vardy. All righty. Uh, let's keep moving along here. Uh through to our next game on Sunday. We got, let's see here. We have Spurs, Everton, Everton, I believe. Everton versus Spurs. I got to say, it's probably one of the most looked forward to matches uh, for match day one. A lot of people are hyping this thing up. Um, for me, uh, I'll just start it off right away. Um, this is one of my past games right now. Everton with everything they're, they're bringing in. I'm as Rodriguez, big midfielder from Watford, um, Allen from Napoli. Gosh, they just completely revamped their midfield. Um, so they actually have a very solid midfield right now. I don't know what Everton are going to bring to the table. Um, for me, I want to I want to see this team is a a team like Stoff was talking about earlier. Um, a team that I like to bet on when they're in good form, and I like to fade when they're actually not in good form. Um, so I'm going to wait a couple weeks, wait and see what Everton is doing, um, and then I'm going to start fading them or actually taking them based on kind of the form they're in. But I think they have a very juicy line here at week one. Uh, money line at 3-1, to one, 
double chance market, which for all you listeners that don't know what that is, that is if Everton win or draw, you are going to win your bet. That's sitting at plus 105 to win or draw. Um, so double chance is pretty much just plus half a goal. Um, but Tottenham sitting at about minus 110 to the minus 120 range over under at two and a half. Um, I'm passing here. Uh, I'll pass it off to Mr. Bank because I believe he has a play. Yeah, um, I actually am a little notorious for my disdain towards Everton. And I really don't think, although they did make some moves in the transfer window, I don't think they're going to mesh together great right off the bat. And I think this Spurs team ended the last Premier League season in a pretty good place. And I think they're going to start off this next one looking to jump out of the gate with three points. I'm taking... Tottenham Hotspur money line. If you can get it at minus 110, that's great. I'd take it up all the way to minus 120. Anything higher than that, I think, should probably be a pass. But So, reasons for taking Spurs here. I really think that, as Jaw was talking about in the fantasy segment, I really think Son is going to start off this season great. I think he's going to be the facilitator they need. And after watching how they ended their last season, Son was impacting the game in a lot of different ways. So I really expect him to create some chances here in this first game, open it up, hopefully get Spurs a goal within the first 30 minutes of the match so that they can play a little more relaxed, feel like they have a little bit more flow into their game. And I also just think that Everton, although this line given them about 3-1 to one on the money line, I do think that the transfer news just brought a little too much attention towards Everton. And who knows, maybe they'll have a great season, but I don't think they show up how is expected of them in this first match, and I'm going to be taking Spurs' money line. Yeah, this is going to be a, a real grindy match, I think. Uh, it's going to be low scoring. Um, so if you guys are looking to bet a total here, I would lean under. Uh, it's just the, it's going to be a, a classic Jose Mourinho game. He's going to sit back, soak in the pressure. Everton, you might see to start this game, have a lot more of the ball. Um, But as time wears on um, and Spurs are tough to crack, um, we're going to see Tottenham go forward. Um, And I think Son bags one, Son or Harry Kane. um, Whether Son scores it or gets the assist, I think Son is going to be, you know, in the mix and, you know, in the field of play, uh, just creating the chance because he's such a such a a nice player. And I don't know if Everton have the answer defensively to kind of hold him um, to just a really average game. Um, yeah, Jaw, sure. before we uh, hop off this fixture here, I'd like to second Mr. Banks' play there. He was on, I kind of felt like he was reading my mind. Um, <laughs> Everton, I feel bad for them. They just haven't been able to figure anything out. Um, and I do think this line is inflated due to the hype around the new signings. Who would have thought James Rodriguez would end up at Goodison Park um, playing for Everton? Um but I just, I really like Tottenham coming out of the gates. Jose Mourinho knows what he's doing. He's been here before. I don't, I, I think the easy play is the money line. I don't see them uh, not winning this game. And I do like to see, I, I would like to see Tottenham kind of redefine their play style here and Jose Mourinho come a little bit out of his old school park the bus Man United mentality. Okay. Um, and I really do like Tottenham in this game, so I'm going to second the money line. I think there's some good value there. That's what I like yeah, to hear. I like those takes, guys. Um, 
I'm kind of with you here on the Everton overhyped here. I'll be passing, but uh, man, if I had to lean somewhere, it is it is Tottenham. I mean, you're getting Tottenham at almost even money at home. Um, might be a little bit of a gift, and uh, I applaud you guys for jumping all over that. All right, let's move on to our last two games of the week. Uh, we have the postponed matches of Man U that was supposed to be at Burnley that is postponed, so we'll be. Uh, that'll be played at a later date, uh, so we aren't talking about that, and we're also not talking about Aston Villa at Man City. If you guys are wondering, those are also uh, also was postponed. So we got the last two games on Monday. Uh, Wolves travel to Sheffield United. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. Um, if you're looking, and if you're not normally a soccer fan, and you're looking to watch uh, your first Premier League game this weekend, do not watch this game. <laughs> this game will be a very, very low-scoring game. Um, so if you want to see a lot of goals, trust me, do not watch a Wolves at Sheffield United game. Um, but I'll be watching it because I love the game of soccer, and I will be betting it, and I will be taking what many might think is crazy, but I'm taking the under two goals here in this Wolves-Sheffield game. Um, this this game, um, just I know exactly how it will be played out. Um, and also, I, I wouldn't fault you for also playing the first half draw here. Uh, I expect this first half to be a 0-0 game. Both these teams kind of like to to play more defensive-minded early early in the game, kind of feel each other out. Um, and then in the second half is when you see a lot of these, you see the Sheffield team last year got a lot of their goals between like the 60th and 90th minute. You see um, a lot of tired legs, uh, and that's when Adama Traore on Wolves will get down one of the get down one of the wings and whip it across to Jimenez. Um, that's exactly how I see this game going. Uh, if I had to pick a side, uh, I mean I think this game is extremely even. Uh, it could go either way, but I'm more of a Wolves homer, so I'd be picking Wolves here. But I think the values on under two. Um, I don't see three goals happening here, so I don't I don't see you losing your bet. I like the under two. Worst case scenario. Um, this game's a 1-1 game, but I think whatever team scores the first goal, and I don't think it'll come in the first half, so I also like the first half draw. I will be betting that. Um, let me just pull up the odds real quick. It's about even money, so um, that's how what the odds makers, odds makers think of it. Um, they believe that this game's going 0-0 the first half as well. Um, if Wolves get the first goal, if Sheffield get the first goal, they're going to they're gonna sit back, they're going to clamp up, this is a 1-0 game for either side written all over it. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, agree with you on that one. I don't have uh, any official plays on this game. I think it's just going to be, like you were saying, a classic Wolves-Sheffield match and just really be a grinded-out type of game. Honestly, maybe we'll be surprised if it doesn't even end at a nil-nil draw. I think, uh, like you were saying, I would expect the Wolves to be the team to nick one if if one team was going to, but I don't think that it's worth taking a stab at Wolves at only like plus 130, plus 140 range on the money line. So I also I think don't. this is the type of game you have to pass and see how both these teams are looking maybe after a couple match days, and then you can reassess and decide how to uh, wager your money on either of these sides. Alrighty, uh, we're wrapped up there. Uh, we got one more match. Um, we have Chelsea going uh, out to Brighton. 
um, for the last match of the week. Uh, Chelsea is about a minus 150, minus 155 favorite. Over-under sitting at about three. Uh, with the under-shaded a little bit more at minus 115. Uh, the draw is sitting at plus 329. Um, we talked a lot about this Chelsea side in our first uh podcast and we only really had good things to say here mr bank so um i think we're gonna keep this one short um my play here chelsea minus 0.75 so for all you guys that don't know that know what that means that means half your bet is on chelsea minus half a goal so they have to win and then also a second part of your bet so half your bets on the minus half a goal second part of your bet is on minus one so they have to win by more than one goal to cash uh, that bet. So a 2-0 victory would cash uh, the whole ticket of minus 0.75. Um, I think that's a gift here. Chelsea have way too many weapons. Uh, the likes of Timo Werner, the likes of Havertz, the likes of uh, Ziyech, got, uh, I mean, the likes of Chilwell, Thiago Silva, you name it. Um, way too many playmakers on this side. I, um, and I don't see Brighton uh, who was Brighton's big transfer here? Was it was it Lallana? Am I correct? When Adam Lallana, yeah. I believe. Adam Lallana. So I I just don't see Adam Lallana, and who was on this Brighton team before getting a draw here in this spot. So if anything, you're cashing at least half your bet with the Chelsea victory. Chelsea are winning this game three one three zero. Um, it's simple as that. Don't don't look any too, don't look any. Don't look into uh, this match any further. Chelsea want to win the league. This is how they get things started uh, with the big-time victory over Brighton here away. Yeah, uh, Mr. Tofu, you got anything to add to that one? I will agree to that one. I will be taking uh, Chelsea here. I'm going to even venture off into the alt-line universe. I, I really like Chelsea to win this game by two goals or more, um, whether that's taking the minus one and a half or if you can find uh, two goals or more uh, or a win by two goals spread um, with your book. I really like the minus one and a half here at plus 180. And I think it's just a good way to – I really like Chelsea's side this year, um, like you guys were saying on the pod last week. And I think they have a really good opportunity to get, get out of the gates and get going against a side where, you know, Brighton's buying ex-Liverpool players who – I mean, Adam Lallana hasn't played regularly for four years. Well, Chelsea's going out and buying uh, European power players, so I really like Chelsea in this matchup. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to come and agree with both of you. Um, I really think that Chelsea's going to get their season started off right, like we were saying, and, uh, you know, I'm actually going to be taking Chelsea minus one and a quarter goals at plus 145 or better. I really think... uh, Jaws' pick of Chelsea minus three quarters is pretty much uh, the best pick in terms of likelihood to cash, besides just straight up money line, obviously. But um, I really like Chelsea minus one and a quarter here. I think that they're going to get up one early, and I think they're going to, you know, ride that out and try to get some momentum started off when they get into this Premier League season. You know, they've spent all that money in the transfer window really made some big-time adjustments to their squad, and I really just see them coming out with some aggression here, trying to build a lead, and Chelsea minus 1.25, I think, has a really good shot to cash, and like I was saying earlier, worst worst case, if they win by one, then you're only going to be chopping, 
you're going to be chopping half your bet and losing half your bet. So with the good odds of plus 145, I really think that Chelsea minus 1.25 is a good play here. All right. Well, it looks like we're all big, big time Chelsea fans this week. Uh, that'll wrap us up, guys, for uh, match day one of the Premier League season. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll just quickly go through what our consensus plays are. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong here, Mr. Bank, but both of us are on Southampton minus a quarter. We're correct. both on Leeds plus one and a half. Yes, sir. And then both of us are on um, pretty much, uh, I guess, Chelsea minus three, minus three fourths or minus. 75 yeah. cents so yeah we'll take those three plays uh we'll track them from each podcast uh to podcast so we got three consensus plays um all of our individual plays uh will be tweeted out on our own twitters um so look for that um but once again guys uh we're all really excited for the premier league um and thanks again mr bank and thank you mr uh Toph. Uh, for both hopping on today, uh, taking a part out of your day to just talk soccer. It was really fun. Yeah, Great, absolutely. Thanks for having um, me, Mr. Joe. Yeah. Sorry so, for speaking uh, over you there, <laughs> no, Mr. No, Bank. No, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, well, I think we're, just, we're all just pretty excited to get this Premier League season started off, and whether it's attacking it from the fantasy angle or a little bit of the betting angle, or just absolutely a fan of the league in general. Uh, it's exciting that we're getting a fresh season and fresh teams. We're going to really see what happens here week one. Yeah, feel free, guys, uh, if you like our content, to share it with your friends. Um, if they uh, also listen to Premier League, uh, drop us uh, any questions on Twitter, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, and uh, enjoy watching some soccer this weekend. Uh, and we, uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you guys and uh, we'll see you guys next week for match day two. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Thanks guys.